بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا رب العالمين أما بعد continue with the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the book Fiqh Al-Asma Al-Husna by our Shaykh, Shaykh Abdul Razzaq bin Abdul Muhsin Al-Badr Hafizahum Allah Ta'ala and we have reached the name As-Sami' the All-Hearing And the name As-Sami' The All-Hearing Is mentioned in the Qur'an In somewhere around 50-50 places From this is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا وَتَشْتَكِي إِلَى اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ يَسْمَعُ تَحَاوْرَكُمَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ بَصِيرٌ Surah Al-Mujadila Allah has heard the statement of the one who comes to argue with you about her husband and she complains to Allah and Allah has heard your conversation the two of you had indeed Allah is all hearing and all seeing and the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرُ There is nothing like him and he is السَّمِيعُ The all-hearing Al-Basir The all-seeing And the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلُ رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ when Ibrahim raised up the foundations of the house along with Ismail, our Lord accept this from us. Indeed, you are As-Sami' to all hearing, Al-Alim, the one who knows everything. And the meaning of As-Sami' is the one who hears every different sound. Despite all of the different languages and despite all of the different kinds of needs people have. And you imagine all of the different languages in the world. And some of my friends, you know, are telling me from India that you have villages that are a few kilometers away from each other. And they speak a completely different language from one another. And they can barely understand what the person in the next village says to them. So if you imagine all of the different languages and you imagine all of the different things that people ask for and all of the different sounds that are made in the world and that Allah Azza wa Jal hears every single one of them individually have you ever tried having a conversation with two people at the same time and you know trying to have a conversation with two people at the same time this is something that is extremely difficult to do and something you know usually you listening to one person and you're trying to pay attention to the other person and so on and you have a lot of problems but subhanallah 
Think about the fact that people are asking Allah in every place around the world. They're asking Allah in so many different languages for so many different things. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears everyone individually and never confuses that this one wants this or this one wants this. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is equal in hearing that which is said secretly and that which is said openly. So even the thing that you say to yourself in your heart, even the thing that you keep within yourself and the words you say very softly on your tongue where nobody else can hear or you just move your lips with them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears those, hears those words. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, سَوَاءٌ مِّنْكُمْ مَنْ أَسَرَّ الْقَوْلَ وَمَنْ جَهَرَ بِهِ وَمَنْ هُوَ مُسْتَخْفٍ بِاللَّيْلِ وَسَارِبٌ بِالنَّهَارِ In Surah Al-Ra'id, Ayah number 10. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, it is the same. Those of you who speak secretly, and those of you who speak openly, and the one who is concealed, in the night and the one who is openly standing in the day all of that is the same to Allah Azza wa Jal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not make any difference in those people he hears the softest speech of the person and he hears the speech of the loudest person he sees the person who is hidden in the darkness of the night And likewise, the person who is standing in the middle of the day. All of those are the same to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah's hearing encompasses every single sound. And the sounds are not mixed up or confused. And he does not become preoccupied with one thing instead of the other, where he is listening to one thing instead of the other. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not become confused by any of those things and he does not mix any of those things up and he does not become busy with one thing over another and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not pressured or does not become busy because of the huge number of things that are being asked from him you know I don't know if you've ever had the feeling of people asking lots of things from you but how do you feel when people ask lots of things from you you feel very stressed right like, you know, this person wants me to do this, and this person wants me to do this, and this person is asking this, and this person is asking this. And that's when there's five people, or ten people, or twenty people. How about billions and billions of people all over the world, asking minute after minute and day after day for things in their needs. Some of them who are worshipping Allah properly, some of them who aren't, but Allah Azza wa Jal hears them all. And he's not confused, mixed up, or pressured, or busy because of the huge number of masail, the huge number of things that are being asked for. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not troubled by the people, the number of people that are asking. And it was narrated by Imam Ahmad and others from Aisha radiallahu anha that she said, Alhamdulillahi wasi'a sam'ahu al-aswat. All praises to Allah whose hearing reaches every voice. 
لقد جاءت المجادلة إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تكلمه The woman came complaining about her husband to the Prophet She was speaking to him وَأَنَا فِي نَاحِيَةٍ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ مَا أَسْمَعُ مَا تَقُولُ Subhanallah She said I was in one corner of my on one side of my apartment my house, my hujrah and the hujrah of Aisha you know how big it was it was so small that the Prophet ﷺ used to move her foot to make sajda. There was not room for her to lie and for him to pray. It was very, very small. She said, I was on one side and I could not hear what this woman said. So Aisha was there and the Prophet ﷺ was there and the Mujadila, the woman who came to argue about or to argue about what happened to her with her husband. She was there. And Aisha said, I could not hear what this woman said. فَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا وَتَشْتَكِي إِلَى اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ يَسْمَعُ تَحَاوُرَكُمَا إِنَّ اللَّهُ سَمِيعٌ بَصِيرٌ Allah has heard the statement of the one who argues with her, you concerning her husband and complains to Allah and Allah hears your conversation when Aisha could not hear that conversation and in a wording Aisha anha said blessed is the one whose hearing reaches every single thing rather if the jinn and men all of them from the first of them until Allah inherits the earth and who is on it, stood on a single plane, and all of them asked Allah at a single time, and every one of them presented to Allah every need, and everyone spoke with his accent and his language, Allah would have heard every single one of them without mixing up one voice from another, or one language from another, or one need from another. And from the evidence for this, is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hadith al-Qudusi in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Ya ibadi Law anna awwalakum wa akhirakum wa insakum wa jinnakum qamu fi sa'eedin wahid fasa'aluni wa a'taytu kulla wahidin mas'alata ma naqasa thalika min mulki shay'an illa kama yanqusu al-makhitu idha ghamasa fi al-bahar O my servants if the first of you and the last of you and the men of you and the jinn of you stood in a single plane and asked me and I gave every one of them what he asked for this would not decrease from my dominion except like a needle which is dipped into the sea and when you dip a needle into the sea does the sea decrease anything? no, not even a single drop because the drop that you take out has already been replaced before you even took the drop out. And in Al-Bukhari and Muslim from the hadith of Abi Musa al-Ash'ari radiallahu an, that he said, كُنَّا مَعَ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ فِي سَفَرٍ We were with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on a journey. So we used to, when we would go upwards, when we would go up, up a hill or up a mountain 
Takabarna, we would say Allahu Akbar. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Say it to yourselves. For indeed, you are not making dua, فَإِنَّكُمْ لَا تَدْعُونَ أَصَمَّ وَلَا غَائِبَ You are not making dua to someone who is deaf, nor to someone who is absent. وَلَكِنْ تَدْعُونَ سَمِيعًا بَصِيرًا قَرِيبًا But you are making dua to someone who is all-hearing and all-seeing and always near. Near in what? Near in his knowledge. Otherwise, in himself, in his essence, he is above his arsh, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he is near in his knowledge and in his sight and his hearing of you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are not calling upon someone who is deaf. So you don't need to raise up your voice. You know, some people when they make dua, they raise up their voices very, very loud. But you're not calling upon someone who is deaf. You're calling upon a samir. And so you make it in a middle, in a middle way. You make dua in a way that you can hear it, but you don't disturb other people because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears what you say. And the Prophet said to them, and in his statement he said to them, Irba'u ala anfusikum. Meaning be gentle with yourselves and don't make it hard for yourselves to by raising your voices. For there is no need for this. Because the one that you are saying Allahu Akbar for is Sami'un Basir. He hears every single voice even if it is the quietest of voices. Just like he hears the loudest of voices. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rebuked the one who imagined from the mushrikeen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not hear that which is said in secret and those private councils, secret meetings that are held. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أَمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّا لَا نَسْمَعُ سِرَّهُمْ وَنَجْوَاهُمْ بَلَا وَرُسُلُنَا لَدَيْهِمْ يَكْتُبُونَ Allah said, do they think, do they imagine that we do not hear their secrets and we do not hear their private gatherings? Rather, our messengers are with them writing down. And in the Sahihain from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anh that he said, Two people from Quraysh and one from Thaqif or two people from Thaqif and one from Quraysh gathered together at the house, i.e. what I believe is to be the sacred house, yani the, the Kaaba in Makkah. The fat of their stomachs was much. And the understanding of their hearts was very little. And the fat on their stomachs was a lot, and the understanding, the fiqh in their hearts was a little. He said, Kathiratu shahmu butunihim qalilatu fiqhi qulubihim. 
One of them said, Do you really think that Allah hears what we say? The other one said, He hears if we raise our voice and He doesn't hear if we lower our voice. And the other one said, If He hears when we raise our voice, then He must hear when we lower our voice. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, His statement in Surah Fussilat وَمَا كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَتِرُونَ أَنْ يَشْهَدَ عَلَيْكُمْ سَمْعُكُمْ وَلَا أَبْصَارُكُمْ وَلَا جُلُودُكُمْ وَلَكِنْ ظَنَنْتُمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَعْلَمُ كَثِيرًا مِمَّا تَعْمَلُونَ Allah said regarding the testimony of the hearing and the sight and the skin. But you think that Allah Azza wa Jal does not know much of what it is that you do. And you had imagined that Allah does not know much of what you do. And yet it will be that your hearing and your sight and your skin will bear witness to what you have done on the Day of Judgment. But these people think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not hear much of what it is that they do. And this particular ayah, uh, the translation of the ayah here that I have from Sai International, and you are not covering yourselves lest your hearing testify against you, or your sight or your skins, but you assume that Allah did not know much of what you do. Uh, the Shaykh said, in this ayah, there is an evidence for the corruption of the belief in that which is related to the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leads to corruption in actions and leads to people going astray in their religion and leads to people falling into destruction and that which is disgraceful and that which is at a state of, of loss. And what is the Shaykh saying? That there is a link between corruption in your belief and corruption in your actions. And that these people were described, how they are described as being, you know, heavy in the stomach and, and little in the heart, you know. And they were not covering themselves, being scared that, you know, like maybe their hearing and their sight and their skins are going to testify. But they thought Allah does not know much of what they do. So there is an evidence that what is wrong when you have an error in understanding the asma and the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this leads to what? It leads to corruption and it leads to disgrace and it leads to destruction and it leads to errors in the way that, that you act and the things that you do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَذَلِكُمْ ظَنُّكُمُ الَّذِي ظَنَنْتُمْ بِرَبِّكُمْ أَرْدَاكُمْ فَأَصْبَحْتُمْ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the next ayah, and that was your assumption which you assumed about your Lord, it has brought you to ruin. أَرْدَاكُمْ It's made you ruined, it's made you disgraced. So you have become 
from the losers. فَإِن يَصْبِرُوا فَالنَّارُ مَثْوًا لَهُمْ If they are patient, then the hellfire will be their final resting place. وَإِن يَسْتَعْتِبُوا فَمَا هُمْ مِنَ الْمُعْتَبِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, even if they are patient, the fire is a residence for them. And if they ask in order to appease Allah, they will not be allowed to be from those who appease Allah. And if they try to get their way out of it, they will not be allowed to be from those people who get out of it. Then we can say that the hearing which is attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is divided into two types. The first, Sam'un yata'allahu bil masmu'at. A hearing which is relating to his hearing what is heard, i.e., him knowing what is, uh, what is said. And that's what we've been talking about so far. Allah hearing what is heard, Allah hearing these different noises and knowing what they, knowing what they mean. And the second is Sam' meaning answering dua and hearing dua and answering dua bima'na sam'un bima'na listijaba so the first type of of hearing that is related to Allah is Allah hears everything and the second is hearing meaning answering dua as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said inna rabbi lasami'u dua indeed my lord is Samia is all hearing of your dua, meaning he answers your dua. Hearing meaning to answer the dua. And when we say Sami Allahu liman hamida in the prayer, Allah hears the one who praises him, meaning Allah answers the one who praises him. So this hearing is not about Allah hearing, but about Allah answering the one who praises him. Hearing and answering. So we don't say hearing means answering here. But we say hearing means hearing and answering. Hearing and answering. And as for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hearing different sounds or different voices, then this can be divided into three types. The first that which comes under the meaning of a threat of punishment like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying do they think that we do not hear their secret and their, their secret speech and secret counsels and the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لَقَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ الْقَوْلَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ فَقِيرٌ وَنَحْنُ أَغْنِيَاءٌ we have heard, or Allah has heard the statement of those who said Allah is poor and we are rich. Right, so this is now threatening punishment. This is hearing which means, or which entails threatening punishment. Hearing which entails a threat of punishment. And hearing which entails Allah's help. And hearing which entails Allah's help and Allah's support. Like the statement, 
of Allah Azza wa Jal to Musa and Harun, إِنَّنِي مَعَكُمَا أَسْمَعُ وَأَرَى Indeed, I am with you. When you go to Fir'aun, I will support you. I'm with you. I hear and I see. So hearing which means hearing and the outcome of that hearing is supporting. And hearing with the meaning of hearing and supporting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means by this that he would help Musa and Harun by mentioning to them that he hears and he sees. And the third, that which the intention behind it is explaining the vastness of Allah's hearing. So one, the intention behind saying that Allah hears is what? Is punishment, to threaten punishment. One, the intention behind saying that Allah hears is that Allah will help you. And the third, the intention behind saying that Allah hears is that to, to inform you that Allah hears everything and that His hearing encompasses every single thing. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لَقَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا Until the end of the ayah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an rendered false the shirk of the mushrikeen who turn to their idols that don't hear and don't see and don't do anything. And he explained subhanahu wa ta'ala that the one who deserves worship is Allah because Allah is the one who hears everything and sees everything. The one that has perfect hearing and perfect sight. And this meaning has been explained in several places in the Qur'an. From this is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَاللَّهُ يَقْضِي بِالْحَقِّ وَالَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ لَا يَقْضُونَ بِشَيْءٍ إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees things in truth. And those who they make dua to instead of Allah do not decree anything. Indeed, Allah is السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرُ And when it says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ it's a further emphasis. It's Allah. It is Allah who is. It is Allah who is the all-hearing, the all-seeing. Not the idols that they make dua to or the dead that they make dua to instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, وَذْكُرْ فِي الْكِتَابِ إِبْرَاهِيمِ Mention or remember in the book Ibrahim, إِنَّهُ كَانَ صِدِّيقًا نَبِيًّا He was a Siddiq most truthful and a prophet. إِذْ قَالَ لِأَبِيهِ يَا أَبَتِ لِمَ تَعْبُدُ مَا لَا يَسْمَعُ وَلَا يُبْصِرُ وَلَا يُغْنِ عَنْكَ شَيْئًا O my father, why do you worship that which does not hear you and does not see you and cannot benefit you in anything? And the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ عَإِبَادٌ أَمْثَالُكُمْ فَدْعُوهُمْ فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ Those whom you make dua to instead of Allah are just servants like you. So make dua to them and let them answer you if you are really truthful. أَلَهُمْ أَرْجُلٌ يَمْشُونَ بِهَا أَمْ لَهُمْ أَيْدِي يَبْطِشُونَ بِهَا أَمْ لَهُمْ أَعْيُنٌ يَبْصُرُونَ بِهَا أَمْ لَهُمْ آذَانٌ يَسْمَعُونَ بِهَا 
قل ادعوا شركاءكم ثم كيدوني فلا تنظرون Do they have legs or limbs with which they walk? Or do they have hands with which they strike? Or do they have eyes with which they see? Or do they have ears with which they hear? Say, make dua to your partners and then plot against me, I against the, the Prophet. And you will not be given any respite. So they argued against these idols by the fact these idols don't see and they don't hear. And likewise the one in the grave who is dead and has turned to, to dust and bones. Do they have some legs that they get up and walk around to give you something or do they have some ears that they can still hear what it is that you say? Or those who have, even if their bodies are complete, like the shuhada and the anbiya and so on, but they are living in the life of the barzakh, they don't hear anything, they don't see anything. So when you make dua to them, they don't answer you. But when you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He answers you. So what does this achieve? What do we achieve from this uh, Iman that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a Sami' It gives you a number of things. It should give you caution over what you say. Because you know that Allah hears everything that you say. So it should make you cautious over what it is that you say. And it should make you protective of your speech. Because you wouldn't want to say something that would anger Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you can't go somewhere that Allah doesn't hear you. So it makes you protective of what you say. And it makes you in a state where you're remembering Allah and thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it makes you in a state where you're constantly asking Him. You know, we have a habit of saying about human beings, next time we meet, I'll ask Him. Then how about a Lord who hears you in every moment of your life, in every second? You don't need to wait till you meet to ask Him because He hears you wherever you are. So you're constantly making dua and constantly making dhikr. And it should help you to make tawassul to Allah, to come near to Allah. Through what? Through this name. Because this is very common in the Quran, that we make dua to Allah and we mention, you are a Samir. I ask you by the fact that you are a Samir. You hear everything to answer my dua. For Allah to make possible our hopes and to give us our requests. And many, many times the prophets make tawassul with this name in their dua. From this is the statement of Ibrahim as Allah said in the Quran, Inna Rabbi la sami'u dua. 
Indeed, my Lord is the one who hears, i.e. who answers, hears and answers, dua. And his statement with Ismail, Rabbana, taqabbal minna innaka anta al-sami'ul alim. Our Lord, accept from us, you are al-sami'ul al alim. And in the dua of Zakaria for Allah to give him pious children, إِنَّكَ سَمِيعُ الدُّعَاءِ You are the one who answers dua. And in the dua of the mother of Imran, or sorry, the wife of Imran, the mother of Maryam, when she made an oath to give her child in service to the religion, she said, فَتَقَبَّلْ مِنِّي إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ Accept from me, you are السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ and Allah Azza wa Jal answered every single one of them when they made this dua with this name. And Allah Azza wa Jal said in mentioning the dhikr of the dua of, uh, of Yusuf alayhi salam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took him away from the plots of the women who were plotting what they were plotting, the women from the, the people who were the friends and the, the associates of the, the wife of the minister Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said فَاسْتَجَابَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ فَصَرَفَ عَنْهُ كَيْدَهُنْ إِنَّهُ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ Allah answered him his Lord answered him and he took him away he turned him away from the plots of those women indeed he is a Samir. Al-Alim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us to seek refuge from the affliction or the touch of the shaitan by remembering or reminding his servants that he subhanahu wa ta'ala is Samir Alim. As Allah Azza wa Jal said, Alim. If you are touched by the shaitan, touches you with something or causes some disagreement among you or some wiswas among you, then seek the refuge with Allah. Seek refuge with Allah. Say, A'udhu Billah. Innahu huwa samir alim. It is he who is al-sami' It is he who is al-alim. I was kind of hoping to start Al-Basir, but also the time is not going to be, it will go too late if we start. So, we inshallah next time, we'll keep going through them nice and slowly. Uh, it will take time to get through them, but Alhamdulillah, we just go through one at a time. I think it's nicer, like if sometimes it's possible to join between them in one, one spot. But Al-Basir also will be another like four pages of the book. So, if we start now, it will be... And it will be a long night. So I think inshallah it's better we finish there at the end of the name of Allah Azza wa Jal as And I just encourage everybody just to think about how to implement these things, these names. It's not about just learning the names. Man ahsaha dakhal al jannah. The one who ahsaha learns them, enumerates them, acts upon them. Because ihsa 
defined in the Arabic language is knowledge and action, not just knowledge. Dakhal al-Jannah. That person will go to Jannah because of the names and attributes of Allah that He acts upon and He implements. So inshallah we will leave it ta'ala at that and we'll reconvene, we do the first week and the third week of the month for the names and attributes, the first week and third week. The second week and fourth week are Friday night reflections. The second week and the fourth week are Friday night reflections, which is where we do our one-off topics, sometimes answering questions, sometimes doing other things. Sometimes we deal with a current affairs topic or a particular problem people are having. And this is on the second and the fourth week. Do try to encourage uh, your friends and family to come, especially to the names and attributes talk. It's the talk that I most frequently send out to people by email. And it's what I think it's my only talk that I have a shortcut for on my phone that I can send to people. Because of the frequency that I need to tell people, you need to learn about the names and attributes of Allah. Here, have a watch of this. So, try to encourage, especially Friday night reflections, we have a good attendance. But here, names and attributes, not so many. So, inshallah, try to encourage people to come and benefit ta'ala. Um, and uh, obviously the fifth Friday of the month when we do have a fifth Friday there is no class just I'm reminding everybody because we had a fifth Friday recently and it confused a few people on the first and third Friday we do the names and attributes on the second and fourth we do Friday night reflections and we don't have any class on the fifth Friday as always if you register with Kelima your mobile or email they will send you text messages, they will send you emails when classes are on, when classes are cancelled, inshallah. So that ta'ala, you guys are aware. Um, and apart from that, inshallah, we'll deal with any questions we have on the way out. I'll just see if we have any questions from the sisters, because we sometimes request the sisters have a, an app they sometimes send. A... Okay, we had a question from one of the sisters. This is from this morning, but still it's uh, valid. When we offer salah in the masjid, we can see our reflection clearly in the glass pane in front of us. Is this okay? Uh, I presume, um, I'm not sure like where the problem is. It's okay, but I mean, I'm not sure like, are they worried about seeing the reflection or they're worried about other people seeing them? If they're worried about other people seeing them, then we cannot see the sisters in the sisters section uh, above. Um, maybe they might be able to see out, but we can't see through their, their glass above. If they're worried about seeing their reflection, like being able to see themselves, then this is no issue, inshallah. Um, there is no issue with praying in front of a mirror or praying uh, in front of a glass pane where you can see, especially a glass pane where there is no deliberate attempt or no. And I, I don't know of any reason why this would be wrong, inshallah. The brothers, we will just do the questions on the way out so that we leave time for the people in the masjid to close up and clean up and do what they need to do, inshallah. So we'll just take questions on the way out, inshallah. And Allah Azza wa Jal knows best. Wa salatu wa salam. Ala Nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.